What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. Or Jesse Ventura, as our tracks say here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we are coming at you guys this week with part four of our Freddy versus Jason uh, month-long face-off. This is the last one before we hit you guys up with Freddy versus Jason. Hell yeah. In the epic battle. Yes. Um, it's been a very long time since I watched this movie. It's, well, bef- before we, uh, well, I don't want to dive too much into it, but yeah, it's been a while since I've watched this one. Um, this uh, is only my second watch of it. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably not much higher than that, like maybe three times. Yeah, I watched it for the first time, I think whenever I got the set, which was like two years ago. Yeah. Um, So it's been a couple years since I've seen it. You did a full watch through of all of them, didn't you? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, no. I thought you did. All right, but anyways, before we spoil too much of it, uh, what uh, what have you been up to this week? Jesus, I had a brain fart there. I'm, <laughs> I'm like barely alive right now. You already know this. I, yeah, I've, I do, yeah. I've been passing out since I got home from work, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, watched a little bit this week. Uh, Bettina and I knocked out another season of Ink Master. Um. I think we're on season six now. Jesus. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, We just started Black Mirror as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Betty has never seen it. And I, probably like a month or two ago, I wanted to get her into it because I thought she would like it. So I showed her the first episode with uh, the princess and and the infamous pig. (laughs) And she did not like it. She hated it. Uh, She hated it. So took a break from that then it was like saturday night i was like all right i got a perfect one to get her into it so we threw on nosedive which is the one with jessica chastain in it right and you basically have to like rate people yeah to like like basically money in what that episode is Mm -hmm. and she really liked it so we watched another one last night with uh our boy daniel kalu kalua oh yeah yeah yeah. i like that episode it's weird. I like it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've been watching that. Cool. Uh, you should have started her off with the Miley Cyrus one. Yeah, but I don't even think that one's really that strong, to be honest. It's better than the pig fucking. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like for an introduction episode. Dude, I watched that on a plane ride. Oh my god! And I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea like what was gonna happen, and it fucking yeah. I I t- instantly turned it off because no doubt watching that. Oh man, <laughs> you're getting kicked off the flight. Yeah. Um, but uh, finish Invincible. Awesome. I don't know if you did. I haven't yet. No. Uh, fucking dude, such a good show. Holy fuck. <laughs> And they just renewed it for two more seasons. Two more. So, yeah. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Um, but on to the movies. Watched a little movie that, uh, well, two-thirds of the horror movie crew recommended. <laughs> and if they say that 
they're the go-to for your movie reviews. I mean, they didn't review this, but Jess and Seth both said they loved it and would not stop laughing through the whole movie. And that was Thunder Force. Uh-huh. And my God, it is fucking awful. <laughs> it wasn't one bit funny. There may have been like two jokes that I laughed at. Yeah. It was so bad, man. Oh my God. I've been finding that a lot lately with Melissa McCarthy movies. Like she came out so strong with like bridesmaids and due date. Mm-hmm. And like her last, co- uh, the heat was really funny. But then, like, yeah. her last couple have been so weak, man. I don't know what's going on. I think it's it's her husband, I think. Because uh, Ben Falcone, he writ, wrote and directed this. Well, he should retire then. Yeah. And just the writing was so bad. It was not funny at all. I think they totally miscast... Um, fuck, we just talked about her in another movie. Octavia Spencer. Oh, right, right. To cast her as an equal part to Melissa McCarthy just did not work at all. It was so bad. <laughs> what do you mean an equal part to her? Like, because Melissa McCarthy is like a comedian, right? Oh, okay. I got you. So, I mean, like on the comedic standpoint of it. So, like, they tried to make her funny, but she wasn't? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Jason Bateman's in it, and even he couldn't save the movie. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, do not recommend it. Uh, but on to better things. Uh, it was Bettina's birthday yesterday. Yep. So, I said she could pick a movie on Saturday, and she surprisingly picked Death Proof. Oh, nice. Which... It's one of her favorite movies, which I didn't know. Really? And I haven't seen that movie since it came out. So, yeah, uh, it was it was a good time watching that one. It was it was fucking awesome. That's wicked. That's one of her favorite movies. I would not picture that at all. Yeah. Um, And one of the main girls in it who I didn't I recognize now, but she was in uh, The Hateful Eight. Um, she uh she's actually a stunt a stunt driver like a stunt person okay so like the one scene in that movie where she's like on top of the car like i just imagine she probably did that herself that whole that's wild scene yeah so yeah cool that's uh pretty much it sweet what about you oh man i got a list here oh shit (laughs) not like well it's not crazy long but uh, I started. I can't remember if I've already mentioned this or not, but I started watching The Crew on Netflix. No, you didn't. Uh, probably two weeks ago. I watch an episode like here and there before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got uh, Kevin James in it. Mm-hmm. Very funny show. I definitely recommend it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean it, it's sitcomy. It has a laugh track behind it and everything like that. But I, it's good. I didn't have a lot of expectations for it, but. I'm enjoying it. No, me either. I'm enjoying it. Nice. Uh, my new obsession is American Barbecue Showdown, which is also on Netflix. American Barbecue Showdown. Bro, it's so fucking good. Um, I'm a big fan of barbecue and like I have a smoker. So I'm always looking for new recipes and like new shit to cook on it. And like this show, it's a competition show and it's fucking perfect for that. Like some of the stuff that they're doing is like mind blowing. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, if you like cooking competition shows, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, next, uh, Michael from Wheel of Horror and I have been watching Dead to Me every couple weekends. We hang out for a little bit, watch a couple episodes, and uh, yeah, it's a fucking awesome show. He he recommended it to me a while back, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it. And then he's like, oh, we should watch it together. And I was like, ah, yeah, all right. I'm down with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's a fucking funny show. Sarah watched it like whenever it first came out and she really enjoyed it. So, yeah, he's been telling me to watch it, too. So, yeah, I'll add it to my list. <laughs> uh, and our last TV show, we started watching The Circle season two. Fuck, yeah, I, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, ditto. I'm not a I'm not as big a fan of this cast as I was of season one, but it's not terrible so far. Yeah, I can agree. I think that with this season, they definitely learned from the first season. Yeah, um, because they didn't really introduce too many more people. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler for anyone who cares, because uh, <laughs> I feel like in the first season everyone he made at the end was pretty much the first people that's true so yeah, yeah. i just miss shuby that's all <laughs> shuby was my boy oh shit <laughs> uh after listening to michael's episode on the babysitter with uh fangirls mm-hmm. um i was like fuck i forgot how much i love that movie so sarah wanted to watch the sequel to it like a few months ago and i was like well no we we have to watch the first one first because you haven't seen that yet yeah. So I finally sat Saturday down Saturday night. So many sats. Uh, and we watched that. Um, fucking amazing movie. I love it. Did Sarah make it through? She did, actually. She did. Wow. She wasn't a big fan of it, but she didn't hate it. Hmm. Um, but I told her that she needs to check out more of Samara Weaving's movies. Yes. Yes. AKA Josh's girlfriend. AKA Josh's girlfriend. And speaking of Josh, I finally watched the true life documentary on Josh's people. Uh, the fucking backwoods hillbillies of wrong turn. Ooh. I still have, I think 20 minutes left to watch of it, but I mean, it's a fucking wicked movie. It's way better than I expected. And it's not at all what I expected at the same time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. he's been going on and on and on about how good it is. And like, it's legit. It's pretty good. Yeah. I need to watch it still. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like the original wrong turn movies. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. And that's it. That's all I got. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> We've both had a busy week of we watching. Have, yes. shit. Oh, uh, Returnal came out on PS5, so I played that for a little bit Friday night. Nice. How you liking it? I uh, love it. Love it very much. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. Oh, man. You sent that fucking tweet the other day, and I was so nervous to go home and play because I was working Friday whenever mm-hmm. you sent me that. And I was like, oh, man, like this is going to be so fucking bullshit like every time you die you lose everything and i gotta start all over again like this is gonna be dark souls on steroids yeah but it's actually really fun yeah because i don't think many people knew about that 
No, a few a few YouTubers and stuff that I follow, like they were pissed as well. Like they're like, "What the fuck is this?" But now, after a few days later, people mm-hmm. really enjoy it and it's getting really good reviews. Yeah, because like every so every time you die, you go back to your crash site because you crash on this like unknown planet. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to give anything away, but every time you die you go back to the crash site and you start everything all over again. All you have on you is a pistol. So any other weapons that you've picked up or like any perks or anything like that, that you've picked up, it's, mm-hmm. it's all gone. Yeah. But the world changes every time you die and go back. Yeah. Which is fucking cool. So like almost like you almost want to die in a sense, like you'll never reach that end goal if you just keep dying, but like you almost want to die just to see like what the new world's going to be. Yeah. And I heard even whenever you, switch games like on the ps5 yeah or go to the menu or even put your put in rest mode it it just starts you over no rest mode is fine it's if you shut your playstation off oh okay, okay. because rest mode keeps the game still active like in the in the forefront kind of thing like it doesn't shut right. the game off so as long as you don't close the game yeah exactly but it's still it's fucking crazy <laughs> um but yeah other than that haven't done too much but i guess that's a lot of stuff so that is yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's head on over to the content creators corner you got anyone new this week uh, yeah man and i feel like such a fucking shit bag why so our promo for this week is from a nightmare on fifth street yeah, uh, they sent this back on April fifteenth, but it went to our junk mail in our email, uh, and I had no fucking clue it was there. So like the past two, two, three weeks now, I've been saying like, oh yeah, we don't have any new ones. And meanwhile, there was one sitting right there, but it was in the fucking junk folder. <laughs> Fuck. Um, even I didn't even notice it because I have the email too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you get notifications for junk mail. No. Uh, I was looking because we're going to be guest spotting on a podcast later on this week and they had sent me an email of their layout and it went to the junk mail. So I was like, oh shit, like we have a few things in the junk mail here. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, there's a promo here. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, But anyways, yeah. So this week's promo is from A Nightmare on Fifth Street. And uh, yeah, here it is. Hello, I'm Dahlia, and I am one of the hosts of Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. My sister Alma and I started this podcast because we love horror movies, all types of subgenres. For example, we enjoy ghost, haunted flicks, cult classics, cheesy 80s, foreign horror, say that 10 times fast, and slasher flicks. We don't discriminate. This season of our podcast, some of the movies that we have watched and discussed in these first episodes are Night of the Comet, Nosferatu, Hatchet, and Nightmare on Elm Street. And gonna warn you guys, there's lots of spoilers, lots of spoilers in these episodes. Right now, we're gonna share a clip of one of these episodes, Attack the Block, and okay, I know, I know what you're probably thinking already, because Alma raised the exact same question. Attack the Block, horror? Well, technically, it is a science fiction comedy horror, so... Take a listen to this short clip. 
his bodyguard has already been slaughtered. He doesn't care. His only his only drive right now is he's going to get these kids because he gave them drugs that they were supposed to sell. And he gets another gun and he's, come on, guys, you're coming with me. And he's very career oriented. Yeah. He's I got a business to run here. Okay. And you are my employees and you are coming with me. And they, <laughs> they look scared, but they're coming because they need their paycheck. Okay. They have a home to provide for our children, probably. <laughs> you can cry because... <laughs> All right, so if you want to hear Alma come around to the dark side of sci-fi, see what I did there? Dark side? Because John Boyega? Okay, yeah. I have other jokes like that on the podcast, so go ahead and subscribe, listen, and review our podcast, Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. Now go cue some of those episodes up right now and enjoy. Okay, so thank you to the ladies of A Nightmare on Fifth Street uh for sending in that promo we greatly appreciate it and uh yeah and very fitting for the movie we are discussing that's very true actually see it's fate man it's fate it is yeah i i didn't see it until now and it's perfect timing but uh yeah these these ladies are amazing um i've talked to them a few times uh they're in a group chat with a whole bunch of different podcasts um very knowledgeable in their craft and wonderful people to talk to. Yep. And without further ado, let's kick it with our theme music. So, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about a nightmare. And um, oh, did we even say in the intro what we were talking about this week? Uh, I don't. I don't think I you did. You said that you we were continuing our our fourth week. Yeah, getting into Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you've been following along, you already know what episode this is going to be. But if you haven't been, this is A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge from 1985. Yes. Before we hop into this, let's crack them. Let's do it. All right. I have to shake mine up before I open it. Oh, you got one of those funky ones? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Oh, I know you. Yeah, you know what it is. That's a solid shake. I know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone that is confused, Mark, do you want to explain to the viewers what it may be? Uh, Brooke, I'm assuming, is drinking a Mott's Clamato Caesar. Yes. Is it spicy, pickle bean, or original? It is extra spicy. Whoa. AKA not fucking spicy at all. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) They're not spicy at all. Fuck. That's shitty. Uh, I'm drinking a Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery, The Mutants Are Revolting Crushable IPA. Nice. Did you get a few of those? Because you sent me a picture of one the other day. Uh, I got two. I got two of them. Nice. But I've, I 
grab this one and a couple of uh, juicy ass IPAs too. <laughs> but uh, forgot to put my beer in the fridge last night after we got because my mom's birthday was yesterday as well, so we went there for supper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but whenever we got home, I forgot to put my beer in the fridge, and then I wasn't home at all tonight. So I'm drinking fucking room temperature IPA, and it's not the greatest. No, I don't imagine it. So I'm just going to sit here and complain about it for a little bit. But, I mean, it's it's wet in the whistle. All right. Ready to hop into this? Let's do it. I hear you clicking over there. I was about to type something in. <laughs> type away, friend. You can keep talking if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, eh? <laughs> All right, uh, the synopsis, a teenage boy is haunted in his dreams by deceased child murderer Freddy Krueger, who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror in the real world. Yep. Real world Miami? (laughs) Did you prefer Jersey Shore or the real world? Uh, Or, Or did you not watch either one of them? I watch both of them. It it depend it depends on the real world. There were some of them I really liked and some that I didn't like. Okay. What about you? Uh Jersey Shore, for sure. <laughs> Loser. Fist bump push up chapstick. Fist bump push up chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. Anyways, fuck, this is getting ridiculous. Um, so this movie was directed by Jack Shoulder. And he has directed such films as Alone in the Dark, Renegades, Arachnid, Beeper, and one episode of Mortal Kombat Conquest. Yes. Uh, I've heard of Arachnid, but other than that, I haven't really heard of any other things that he's done. Me either. He's done a couple episodes, like you said, Mortal Kombat. He did an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, yeah, nothing like super, uh, yeah. Wishmaster two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like the first one. I don't even know if I've seen any of the sequels. I haven't seen any of them. It's not bad, but, uh, this movie stars Mark Patton who played Jesse Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been in Anna to the Infinite Power, which was right before this movie came out. Uh, he's in a documentary called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I was bitching earlier that I wanted to watch this before we did our episode, but I just didn't get a chance to this week. <laughs> and like, I here I am sitting here saying, oh, I didn't get a chance to watch it this week. But meanwhile, my list of shit that I watched is like <laughs> half my phone screen long. So accurate. <laughs> um, I just didn't watch it this week, but I did really want to. It's the thought that counts. Um, but I've never seen it before. And I've heard it's it's fantastic in explaining kind of like, what happened around that movie because that movie I talk about it later on, but um, this movie is kind of ahead of its time with, yeah. uh, with homosexuality in the eighties. Like it, it, you didn't really see it very often in films back then. And Mark Patton, unfortunately, like 
it's called my nightmare on Elm street for a reason. Like this guy went through hell after this movie was released. Yeah. And it subsequently like forced him to step out of acting for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really sad story of like what he had to go through. Yeah. And even the screenwriter, uh, he blamed Patton on it mm-hmm. for, for acting too gay in yeah. the movie. Even though like he wrote that the gay subtext in the movie on purpose, but he blamed it Mm -hmm. on Patton for doing that. Yeah. Because I'm assuming the movie was getting flack for, for having those undertones in the eighties. So like, I mean, obviously this, I shouldn't say, obviously the guy's a fucking dickhead for trying to pass the blame off. Like you wrote the movie and Mark Patton played what you wanted. Yep. Um, so don't try and pass the buck on to somebody else is what I'm trying to say. Um, but anyways, moving on from that, he one of his more recent movies, because he came back to acting, I think, in 2000 and excuse me, 2016, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in a movie called Family Possessions and Amityville Evil Never Dies. And he's been in a few other things and he has some like stuff that's in pre-production and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm happy to see that he's kind of come back into it and yeah. Uh, yeah, that he's able to put the past in the past a little bit and move forward from it. Uh, next up is Kim Myers and she played Lisa. This was her first ever acting role. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. Yes. <laughs> uh Maybe they should have worried about casting someone who could actually act and not just cast her because she looks like Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually why they cast her. Really? Yeah, because of her now resemblance. Now that you say that, I can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some parts in the movie I was just like, oh my god, like, it's uncanny. Like, she looks... I thought she kind of looked like a baby from Dirty Dancing. Really? A bit. Yeah. Really? Okay. But I also haven't seen that that movie in ages, so. Hmm. Interesting. I don't. I don't see it, but I'm not gonna. I don't. Maybe I'm just thinking of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. So Kim Myers has been in movies such as Illegally Yours, State Park, Studio Five B, which was a TV show. Key West, which was also a TV show, and Hellraiser Bloodline. So nothing too popular outside of the Hellraiser, which no. and that's not even one of the good movies in the franchise. So <clears throat> uh, next up is Robert Russler or Rusler, I don't know, but he played Ron Grady, and he was in Weird Science just before Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thrashin. Uh, he was in, I think, a season or two of Babylon 5, and he was in the Outsiders TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last up on my list is Marshall Bell, who played Coach Schneider. Okay. Uh, we've we haven't talked about him, but he was in a movie that we've done in Starship Troopers. Oh, shit. and he was in total recall stand by me airheads and dick tracy cool yes sir and obviously robert anglin reprised his role as freddie yeah and he is the 
top build cast mm-hmm. leading the way. I think in the first one, he was just like, it was introducing, wasn't it? Uh, he was definitely lower on the list. Yeah. yeah. It was like, and Robert Englund as Freddy. Yeah. So he's moving on up in the world at this point. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have anyone else that you want to talk about? Nope, I do not. All right. Let's talk about this movie then. All right. So I want to start this off by asking you. So this is called A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. Who is Freddy getting revenge on? Uh, I don't know. That was a question that I was going to ask too. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a lot more sense if uh, Nancy was in this one. Yeah. Uh, I've always felt that this movie is kind of out of place in the franchise. I I felt the same way. I feel both, like both times I watch this, I I feel like I if I ever watch, ah, I don't want to say that. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save that. Okay. I mean, already kind of giving away our thoughts on this. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah. But if I were to do a full watch through of these movies, I would probably watch number three after yeah. the first one. Well, yeah, because like number. Th- three is more of a sequel to the first one. Yeah, it is. Nancy's in number three. It's like years later. She's an adult, but yeah, I mean, this one is considered to be five years after the events that happened in the first one. Yeah. But I mean, they make reference to the, the kids that were in the first one, like Mark Patton's character, uh, Jesse, his family moves into the old uh, Thompson house and like yeah. they, they make reference to that and like the bars are still on the windows and everything like that. But it just doesn't fit as a sequel to the first one. No, it really doesn't. And it kind of doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was through the whole movie as type of notes, like asking myself questions and then the movie would answer that question, but then I would ask even more questions. Yeah. You know? Every question's answered with more questions in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really frustrating and annoying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess Freddy is getting revenge on, I don't know. Like it's just at, cause like at the start, he's, it seems that he is <sighs> killing people who are kind of messing with Jesse mm-hmm. who he's he's using Jesse to kill and to get out come back to life basically yeah but how but, exactly that's the question that I, that I was asking myself the entire time I was watching it this time like we saw Nancy pull him out of the the dream realm in the first yeah. one but yeah. in this one like that was another thing too like I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I I found in this one, you could never tell like what was a dream and what was real life. Cause like it just, the whole movie felt like it was a dream. It did. And I couldn't tell where, but then like near the end, it, it, it was like real that was happening, but then was it Freddie or was it Jesse who was doing the kills? Yeah. Which 
kind of loses me because it it kind of took out the fret whole Freddy part to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they showed Freddy, but I don't know. That's like where we're comparing this one to uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I think that it made the transition way better in that in those first two movies than it did with the story wise of this one and mm-hmm. the first nightmare on Elm street for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Friday the 13th part two is a superior sequel than this one in my opinion. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So like throughout the whole movie and we don't get our first kill in this movie until like almost a half an hour in. No, which is kind of a letdown as well because it's only like an hour and 27 minute long movie or something like that maybe Mm. even shorter but uh and yeah like we see like for our first kill we see freddie doing the killing but then jesse is the one that's standing there with freddie's glove on and that's what happens with every single kill or attack in this movie so it's like like you said like is it freddie that's doing the killing or is it jesse yeah. Like we know that Freddy's trying to possess Jesse. We said that in our synopsis, mm-hmm. but they don't like, it doesn't show it properly. Like there's no transitions or anything like that. Like we never know when Jesse's sleeping. We never know when he's awake. We mm-hmm. don't know if the stuff that's happening is in the dream world or if it's in the real world. Like it's just in my opinion. And I like, we might get shredded for this because I know that this movie is like, a beloved movie in the, in the community, like the horror community. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And this movie without giving away, well, our fucking reviews are already spoiled at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On this, on the surface, like we, I don't really like this movie in the franchise at all. No, I agree. But I think, this is where like we kind of answer our own questions and about is Freddy dead or is he like, cause Nancy brought him back into the real real world and then killed him. So in Jesse's house that they're living in, their air conditioner isn't working, stops Mm -hmm. working. And then during like a dream or not a dream, we don't really know. Yeah. Jesse goes into the basement and he sees, or at one point he sees Freddie pulling stuff out of a fire or burning something. Yeah. And Jesse goes down there and finds the, the glove in the furnace or whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's the same scene as from the first one, basically where Nancy's mom is pulling the glove out. Yeah. And then Freddie shows up. And so it's like, okay, is Jesse dreaming? Is he, is Freddie just like, I don't know. Hmm. It's definitely this kind of confusing. Yeah. This is actually, uh, I feel like this is so like blatantly obvious now that we're talking about it, but like the claw, like the glove is like, is it possessed by Freddie? So now that Jesse's found it, this possession is moving into him. Yeah. In real possibly. time. Cause like possibly, we, yeah. we know from fucking paranormal movies that objects can get possessed. 
Like mm. we've seen it in Annabelle and mm-hmm. the boy and like other fucking possession movies, but, but I think even at the end of the movie, it kind of is a super confusing ending with how, with the, like what happens at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not taking it away from that. Like it is still fucking confusing. Like they didn't, ex- yeah. they didn't explain any of that. But I mean, even before Jesse finds the glove, at the beginning of the movie, he has that nightmare from the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also another question I had, like, no one else in the movie is having nightmares mm-hmm. about about uh, Freddy. That's true. But during that opening scene, whenever Jesse has a dream and like on the rock and the two girls are there in the bus with him and the two girls like start screaming. They're like, oh, my God, it's him. It's him. So I was thinking, like, okay, maybe they, were they dreaming it? But then you don't ever see them again in the movie. Yeah. Now, no one else in the movie may not be experiencing the dreams because as sort of a direct sequel to the first one, Freddy was only killing the children of the people who had killed him. So if this is five years down the road, mm-hmm. the people who had killed him wouldn't, like, these wouldn't be any relation to them. No. No. I don't know, man. Like we said, every question answered is just more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also thought that Jesse looked very different in the first dream. Oh, he did. He looked like a fucking dirtbag in the first one. He looked like super pale. and looked like he had like mascara on. Mm-hmm. And he, like his hair was all greasy and... Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, maybe he was sweat, like, if he was having a nightmare. I don't know. But, I mean, he's yeah. in the dream, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see him later on, like, whenever he's awake, and he's, like, a well-kept guy. Like, he's got the whole 80s style on, and, like, he's a, he's the new kid, but he ends up gaining popularity fairly quickly, so. He does, and, like, that's another thing that, that I was bothered with, was the characters were just non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like Carrie, well, Lisa is like kind of like a main character. You see, she's a integral part to the story. Yeah, but Carrie is just kind of there. She literally like has like five lines through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And Grady, I feel like that was just a forced friendship that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because the story they're playing baseball in. Uh, Jesse gets hit with the ball and Grady is, he seems like he's like the jock guy. Yeah. And then they start fighting and then fucking uh, Schneider makes him do push-ups. Mm-hmm. And then like the next scene, they become like best friends. Yeah. It's like the whole breakfast club sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. Like they, they go in for punishment and then they come out friends. Yeah. Like they're doing push-ups and I don't know why the fuck Grady can't do more push-ups than Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> they're both struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then he just starts asking Jesse about Lisa, like, oh, you mounting her every night? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they've like barely hung out. Like they live across the street from each other. They're close by each other. I don't think yeah. they don't live across the street. Like she, cause she's rich, but like they live near each other. So they carpool to school together. Yeah. So that's why Grady has this like misconceived notion that they're banging. 
but uh, whenever they're doing the push-ups, we kind of get a little uh, backstory, I guess, about Coach Schneider. Because um, Jesse's like, oh, how long do you think he'll have us do this for? And Grady said, oh, it could be all night. He likes to go to the whatever sex club at night or something like that. Yeah, the and, gay bar. Yeah, and we see it later on, and it's a gay bar. Yeah, which, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but before Jesse has his kind of second nightmare, where um, Freddie tells him that Jesse has the body and Freddie has the brain. Yeah. Uh, did you did the first movie was Nancy's door red in it? I don't know, but I did notice it in this one. Yeah, because I was going to bring up the, the whole red door scenario again. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I was just thinking, like, whenever doors are like painted red. Is it usually just like one side or do they paint both like the whole door? Hmm. I don't know. I've never seen a red door in real life. Like me either. I don't yeah. think I have. Maybe I have. I don't know. Well, I thought that maybe like because we had that discussion a few episodes ago about mm-hmm. like the red door. Yeah. So maybe like the evil spirit is like inside instead of outside or something. I don't know. It's hmm. an interesting theory. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, uh, you kind of already talked about how like the air conditioner goes on the fritz and whatnot, like the house becomes unbearably hot and the father, Jesse's father checks the thermostat and it's fucking 97 degrees in their house. Dude, the dad was so fucking dumb. (laughs) Uh, To put it lately. Yeah, the one scene uh, later in the movie, they're like at the table and Jesse is like, there's something wrong with the house. Like, why didn't you uh, tell tell us that a family was murdered here, the mom was murdered, and the, the daughter ended up in a mental institution? He's like, oh, you're crazy. It doesn't matter. That's why we got this house for a good bargain. And the wife is like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> But he's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the house at all. Like, you're just on crack. You, like, blown in the methadone clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucked to say. Yeah. The whole time, the whole movie, like, the father thinks that Jesse has a drug problem. Yeah. But as soon as he said that, he's like, there's nothing wrong with the house. <laughs> and then the fucking toaster catches on fire. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look, it wasn't even plugged in. And then does nothing. He doesn't say anything after that. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nothing weird at all. Yeah. <laughs> the house is only 97 degrees and your fucking birds are catching on fire and exploding. Oh, man, I was going to bring that up next. <laughs> fucking parakeets. Or, yeah, are they parakeets? Yeah, something like that. Little teeny tiny fucking birds. And they have them come, like, I, I've never had a pet bird, but, like, my one grandmother always did and whatnot. So, like, at night you have to cover up the bird cage with, like, a, a sheet or something like that so they'll go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so they have it all covered up, and then all of a sudden the birdcage just starts shaking like violently. <laughs> so Jesse pulls the sheet over, and the one parakeet is fucking dead, and like its head's half ripped off and whatnot. Yeah. And the other one flies out of the cage, and it's the most ridiculous scene. It is, yeah. 
they're like the family's just getting attacked by this little tiny parakeet, which is like no <laughs> bigger than the palm of your hand. And like it scratches the dad's face and it's like going after Jesse's little sister and the mother's going and getting a broom. It's yeah, it's fucking chaos trying to get this little thing. And then out of nowhere, this bird just fucking explodes in a ball of fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like that was another thing is like is this a dream or real life and like obviously it's real life because the, the whole family sees it happening mm-hmm. but so, but it's true like this is something that would have been that you would assume would have been in one of the dreams mm-hmm. like the the temperature of the house is going through the roof the appliances are having a mind of their own uh yeah. fucking birds heads are falling off and exploding and it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. And like another thing that I just thought of as to why this director, like this wasn't directed by Wes Craven. He didn't really have anything to do with this movie. No, just a character creation, just the character creation. Um, I feel like even the director had, or the, even the screenwriter had no idea what the fuck they were doing with this movie. Mm hmm. Because they they like they had to keep refer- referencing back to the first movie. Yeah, and I also think as a cop out that they intentionally made Jesse's sister look like the little girl from Poltergeist. Okay, as well, I think. Okay, to like why? What makes? I don't know. Happen? Just I don't know. Just because maybe she was like because this Poltergeist came out uh, three years before this. True. So I don't know, maybe just to get out people in audience, possibly. I don't know. That's probably just a reach, but yeah, because she she wasn't like a big character in the movie. But yeah, no. I, I I do see what you mean. She did look a lot like her, and she had blonde ass hair, and no one mm. else in her family had blonde hair. That's true. That is true. Um, back when we were talking about the house and like how they got it for a steal and whatnot, would you? buy a house where like murders were committed depends what murders okay <laughs> how does it like <laughs> like, like uh, what's the what's the line that you wouldn't cross like if someone i don't know like didn't like stab or shoot anyone like they just like fucking gas them or something in the house you know okay Whereas like this, like if I found out that, oh yeah, the a boyfriend and a mother was killed, sucked and into the bed, <laughs> sucked into the bed, and the daughter's in a mental facility, it's like okay, yeah, I'm not buying that house. Okay, so you wouldn't like buy the Amityville house? Uh, no, if, no, I would. Uh, that's oh, tough. You're hesitating. I am hesitating because that, that house is cool as fuck. <laughs> it is cool as fuck, but that was some brutal ass murders going on. Yeah. In house. Yeah. So yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So basically, if it's a famous murder house, you would buy it, or you would at least contemplate buying it. Yeah, if you get a good deal, you know. <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah, that's, that's actually that reminds me. Remember, I think it was last year. There was a uh, ad around our neighborhood. I think mm. it was near you. Yeah. Where there was this brand new house and it was, I think like $40,000 or something like that. Yep. And in the description, it's like 
Yeah, you'll have to. The house will need to be fully gutted. The two by fours will be taken down. Pretty much reframe the whole house. And it's because that a whole family died in the house, and that the stink like rotted the fucking core of the house. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, that's fucked. Uh, like, just buy the property at that point, tear the whole house down. Yeah, basically. I yeah, I remember that. the The story itself is really sad, but like, it wasn't. It is. It, yeah, it wasn't murders or anything like that. It was no, just, no, it was just a freak accident. Yeah, and nobody knew about it for like a couple of weeks, so it was yeah, it was rough. Um. Uh, but there was a couple of really cool scenes I liked in this movie. I really liked how whenever Jesse, or I guess Freddie, possesses Jesse to go and try and kill his sister. Yeah. And he goes into the sister's room and the sister is with the jump rope and like cleaning the song. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But then he kind of stops himself, even though he couldn't stop himself at the party. Mm-hmm. So how does he stop himself from killing his sister? but not the end. I don't know. I, maybe because he cares more about his sister or maybe by but the, he, I mean, he says he loves Lisa at the end. Yeah. Or maybe by the end, like Freddie's just has a stronger grip on him. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a few scenes in this movie that I, I really did like, and that is one of them. I do agree with that. And then towards the end, like Lisa almost becomes our protagonist. Yeah. Because like her, like Jesse kind of switches roles with Freddie and then she sort of switches roles with Jesse, whereas she's trying to, to like be the hero and, and save the day. Yeah. Or save Jesse at least. Yeah. Like I did like that part of it, but I also didn't like how the fucking writer, the screenwriter just had to use her as pretty much a vessel to info dump everything about the first movie. Yeah. Because Lisa would just come in and be like, Oh, Hey, I found the, found out this in this newspaper clipping, uh, Freddy Krueger. He, um, took 20 kids and brought them back to his workplace. And that's where he, he took advantage of them. Yeah. So then Lisa would bring Jesse to his workplace to, Try and feel where <laughs> Freddie is. <laughs> and they also found that diary in Jesse's room too, which was Nancy's diary from the first movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they're getting a lot of information from that. Well, sorry, Lisa was getting a lot of information from that because she asked Jesse if she could have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's true. You said like a lot of it is, uh, a lot of this movie is Jesse just like kind of crying and complaining. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of Lisa trying to solve the, the problems at hand. Yeah. Um, I had a thought in my head, but Freddie stole it from me <laughs> uh, during the birth scene as well. I like that. The fucking dad says that Jesse set it up. He, Put yeah. a fucking a cherry bomb. <laughs> like this dad has a fucking hate on for his kid. Oh my god! And the mom is like, "Oh, we need to get take him to a psychiatrist, and he needs help." And the dad's just like, "Nope, the kid needs a fucking methadone clinic." <laughs> He's such a dick. 
Oh my god. So dumb. <laughs> uh, okay, I feel like this movie is a slasher, but we haven't even talked about any of the kills yet, really. That's true. So, the first kill, Jesse goes to the gay bar. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's possessed by Freddy at this point, but how the fuck does a high school kid just walk into a bar, order a fucking beer? <laughs> 1985, man. That's how... That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's true. They uh, they were a little more lenient back then. Um, actually, like speaking of this gay stuff, is going back a sec. Like we talked about how the screenwriter wrote these scenes into it. The one that made me feel uncomfortable, not because of like it looked like they're portraying Jesse as gay, but just like knowing that. Um, Patton was going through this when it happened. Like whenever Jesse's about to leave to go to Lisa's and the dad tells him like, no, stop, go clean up your room or whatever on pack. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse has that scene where he like throws on the music, throws on the shades and is fucking humping and like mm-hmm. <laughs> pushing yeah. the thing out, like acting like his dick. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uncomfortable, like not because like, you know, he's gay just because they like intentionally wrote that in and, like they made Jesse act like that. I don't know. They made him act like that. And then they faulted him for making him act like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a fucking terrible, awful situation <laughs> to put this guy through. Like he's, yeah. he, he's acting the way that you're telling him to act. He, he's got a part in a, the first fucking big movie that he's ever going to have. Like he's got fucking stars in his eyes. I'm sure at this point, and mm-hmm. then you guys make him do this shit, and then he gets fucking like absolutely annihilated afterwards because of it. Yeah, because like watching it now, it's like hey, you see him do all that stuff, and then to see him like kiss Nancy and you know say I love you, it's just it's not believable because we know like the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, getting back to, uh, Schneider's kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's at the bar to look for Schneider, obviously coach Schneider. Yeah. And then Schneider like sees him at the bar and then makes him run laps for it. Yeah. It's like, what are you his fucking dad? <laughs> like, I know it's, <laughs> it's so dumb. I did like whenever he was running the laps, how like the one hallway was like bright red. Yeah. Because it was like Freddy was like showing up at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It has like the same sort of hue that is in some of Nancy's dreams in the first one. Yeah. Like that hallway, the hallway dream. Yeah. But then like this part was also very cringy because fucking Schneider is still in his leather like spiky uniform he wore to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what the fuck, man? And then he's like tells jesse like go go shower up and then he's like in the the supply room and he has like the fucking jumper open he's i was like okay what the fuck is he gonna do with that (laughs) yeah 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 i mean this this scene almost has sort of like a like a rapey vibe to it it did man especially knowing that schneider is clearly 
in the closet yeah about being gay mm-hmm. and then like the way that they've portrayed jesse throughout the movie like we know he's not gay but you know some of the scenes it's like yeah it's just weird man it's like it's like it's like freddie's saving jesse almost from getting raped <laughs> yeah actually that's not a bad way of looking at it <laughs> because like why why else would freddie want to kill schneider yeah unless he was i don't know a part of it yeah but that just movie. that just like leads us to yet another question of like is it actually freddie or was it just jesse protecting himself from coach schneider that's true and the schneider is a complete dick to yeah him he... and uh, uh what's his face grady mm-hmm. i mean i guess freddie does have some sort of part in it because doesn't he choke him out with the the skipping rope uh he ties him up somehow to the shower but like it doesn't it show like the skipping rope doing it itself or am i just am i thinking of a different no you're right yeah yeah okay yeah because the skipping he goes like he has like the basketballs and stuff in the uh the room and then the yeah the jump ropes like tie themselves to him and pull him out Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i thought i was like i I know i'm not wrong here (laughs) unless i'm thinking of a different movie but so i mean like Freddie obviously has a hand in it because Jesse doesn't have like that sort of power, but we still see Jesse holding the glove or having the glove on his hand after uh, Schneider gets killed. Yeah. So yeah, it's either Freddie protecting Jesse or Jesse just protecting himself. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the little joke you threw in there unintentionally. Which one? Freddie has a hand in it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> flew into that. Nice. Uh, but even like this kill, you don't really see much. Like Freddy just flashes his back and then mm-hmm. the shower turns blood red. And then he just sitting there butt ass naked. And like, it's like, okay, why is he naked? <laughs> wow. He's in the shower. <sighs> yeah, I know. But... <laughs> Um, he's about to get diddled by his coach and then like the next day another thing that bothered me whenever they show up at the school and they're like oh yeah schneider's dead and grady goes up to jesse he's like yeah someone whacked schneider in the in the bathroom there's footprints all over the place (laughs) it's like okay like who are the cops that are running this place like do they not have you know like they're just letting the kids go in and see this like fucking scene. Or even if there's footprints like leading out like the killer, like the killer's footprints. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. But yeah. 1985, man. Yeah, that's true. Forensics weren't invented yet. <laughs> um, mm, sorry to interrupt. I just opened a nickel brick brewing lost in orbit. Ooh, that's a good one. It is very good. Even at room temperature. Uh, yeah, and the one scene, I didn't know what to make of Grady's character, like if he was popular or not, because like at the lunch table, for some reason he has three fucking milks. I don't know. This whole scene was so <laughs> weird and I don't know. Um, but Lisa says that she's like throwing a party tonight. And I think they asked Grady if he's coming. 
And he just says, oh, no, I'm not going to that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, he seems like a popular guy, but clearly he's not. Yeah, that's true, actually. Or maybe he's too cool for that party. Yeah. Yeah. That whole party, too. Like, oh, man. Um, so, uh, what's her name? Carrie. She asked Lisa, like, oh, is your dad going to DJ it again? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if my parents, like, if I threw a high school party and my parents ever tried to DJ it, I would never have a party again. <laughs> no. I would switch schools and yeah. I would never throw another house party. Agreed. <laughs> She's like, no, my mom's going to try and keep him upstairs this time. Yeah. I'd fucking hope so. Or have it when they're gone on vacation, like a regular teenager. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now they're having the party at Lisa's place. And like up to this point, there is really no typical like classic Freddy things happening. No. Until the last like 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then it's pretty weak. Oh man, it's fucking laughable at yeah. some of the things that happen. Like not not good, like bad is like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, like the dad is like cooking the barbecue and all the kids are like not having beers and just like partying. Mm-hmm. And then the mom tells him, like, okay, time for bed, let's go. So they go up to bed, and as soon as they turn the lights off, like, the kids just, like, bring up the beers, turn up the music, <laughs> and, like, start partying. And it's like, okay, what was the point of that? And then the dad's like, oh, I need to get some fucking rest. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck are they doing down there? Yeah. Uh, another awkward scene that I really had a hard time getting through was the, like, sex scene yeah. between Lisa and Jesse. Yeah. Agreed. So weird. Jesse didn't know his way around a chest to save his life. No, and he was just like holding on to her titties for dear life. <laughs> and like kissing, like not in between them, but like the like the spot between like her belly button and like where her boobs would start, I guess. Yeah. And just like, yeah, fucking death grip on them. Mm-hmm. And then you see like the tongue come out and then it's like Freddy's tongue, obviously. Yeah. So this is like another part where we talked before where it's okay. Is this real life? Like is Freddy a part of him? Like Mm -hmm. what, what's going on? I mean, realistically he should have taken advantage of having that tongue at that. (laughs) Yeah. Lisa would have loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, now Jesse, he just gets up and leaves and like Lisa asks him like, oh, what's wrong? What's happening? He just doesn't answer her at all. Just leaves. Yeah. And like and, she, at this yeah. point, she knows like that he's or does she? Yeah, he's been telling her everything. Yeah. So I mean, like just fucking explain to her. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Freddie's tongue just came out of my mouth and it was like six inches long and black. <laughs> yeah. And she'd have been like, well, let's go, baby. Yeah. So, uh, so this is where Jesse leaves and goes to, um, Grady's place. Yeah. 
So he just like is watching Negrity's place, goes up to his room, and is like basically like what Nancy did in the first one. Yeah. Uh, just told Grady, like, hey, like some weird shit's happening. I need you to do me a favor. Like, if I like he did he tell him that he kills Schneider at this point? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because, tells him, like, because Grady dies soon. So he Yeah, know. yeah, at this point, yeah, that's right, yeah. So he tells him all that and says, like, okay, I need you to just watch me while I sleep. If I dream anything weird or do anything weird or try and leave, just wake me up, even if he, like, hit me over the head yeah, to keep me from leaving. So he falls asleep. Gray's, like, watching TV, and then he just stops. He's like, all right, night, pal. <laughs> and then turns the light off, and as soon as he does, Jesse wakes up, and he... Is like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. This is like not a dream, it's real life. Mm-hmm. And I thought this part was really cool too. Yeah. Um his hand starts coming turning into the uh the claw and his arm gets all like mangled up. And you see like Freddie inside his mouth and his like stomach starts coming out, and Freddie like cuts his stomach. So Freddie like pops out of it. But it's like, okay, if that was real, like, if that was happening, like, in real time, Jesse's dead, right? For sure. Absolutely. Because, yeah, like, like he fucking tears out of him. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know, it's just super confusing, man. Mm -hmm. I I agree. This part, like, excuse me, it was cool. Uh, The special effects were a little janky, but, I mean, it's, it's not terrible, uh but it was a cool scene like the way that freddy comes out of his stomach it's it almost reminded me of in the first one like that whole wall scene yeah like you can see freddy's face and then all of a sudden he just like fucking tears out of him yeah and so at this point freddy has locked the door so grady can't get out and then we see that jesse is transformed into freddy Mm -hmm. fully and he kills Grady. Um, Freddy's like super slimy at this part too. He is. And then at this point you see Jesse is standing there with like the glove on his hand. But then Freddy is in the mirror. So it, it just keeps adding and adding. And the questions keep piling and piling. Yeah. So uh, Jesse books it through the window heads back to Lisa's place and pretty much tells Lisa like, Hey, something's happening. Like Freddie's inside me. I killed Schneider. I just killed Grady. Like you need to help me. Hmm. And it was this point where the backyard starts pretty much heating up. Yeah. Like the pool starts like turning into like a sauna. Basically everybody's complaining that the water's getting too hot. And Even though they're staying in the in the water, yeah, they're oh, <laughs> it's getting too hot, and then like, oh, just... someone turned down the heat in this thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're yeah, they're just staying in it, and the fucking hot dogs start exploding everywhere, yeah, and then the fire just like engulfs all around, yeah, and like this whole part was, man, I I absolutely hated the whole ending to this movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like e- like even after this part later on, yeah. Um, but I mean, like at this point, who 
is Freddy getting revenge on? He's not getting revenge on all these kids. He's just killing random kids for the fun of it. You know, like you see yeah. some kid try and talk to him who clearly the kid obviously sees Jesse, right? Yeah. Like they're not seeing Freddy. Uh, no. We are. Yeah. So they all think that Jesse's doing all these murders. Which I get what they're going for, but it just doesn't it doesn't work, I don't think. I feel like this movie would have been a lot better if they would have made Jesse be uh like a victim of bullying. Yeah. Like don't make him be a popular kid in the school. Even though like yeah. he's the new guy, like he's still fairly popular. Um he's dating like one of the the hottest chicks in school and like he's friends with the jock even though like we feel like maybe Grady's not like a super popular guy in the school possibly um but I mean still like he's not like Jesse does not get bullied after that initial baseball game uh, that's not true actually well the snake are you gonna bring that yeah this yeah the snake which we, we we didn't bring up but but then Jesse laughs about that in that same scene yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, it, like, at first I was like, oh, shit, like, Grady's an asshole. But then, like, Jesse started laughing, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just, a, like, a little playful prank amongst friends. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it's a little too far. He put, like, a fucking python on his shoulder <laughs> while he was sleeping. But, I mean, still, <laughs> yeah. like, Jesse still laughed about it. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, going back to what I said, like I feel like this story would have been a lot more believable if uh, Jesse had been bullied throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. and like this is his revenge, but it's like it's it's taking the form of Freddy. I don't know. Yeah, and at one point, Freddy locks Lisa in the house. Yeah. It is going after her, and then Lisa picks up a knife and stabs him. But it pretty much like it's like it hits stone. Yeah, it's not doing anything, and it doesn't do anything. But then later on, at at the end, I don't know. It's just confusing. It's almost like the whole child's play sort of thing. Like you can't hurt Chucky until he starts to turn human. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't bleed or he doesn't get hurt until he's been in that, uh, uh, the good guy doll body for so long. Right. And then, I don't know, like, that's just, like, what it's kind of like. Yeah. So it's almost as if Jesse's starting to fight back later on in the movie, and that's when we see the blood coming out of the shoulder Mm -hmm. where Lisa stabbed him. Yeah. Uh, but a few of the kills that happen in the back air, like one kid gets his face slashed, one kid just gets like thrown, <laughs> like thrown to the side. Hmm. One guy like grabs the fence, and it lo- I thought it like shocked him, but it like the graphics look so bad during yeah. that, just like ah, it's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one guy gets like stepped on. Yeah. Um, and the dad comes out, Lisa's dad comes out with a fucking gun mm-hmm. and has like eight guns in his gun safe, but can't fire worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
And then Freddy just walks through the fence, just leaves. Yeah. It's like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, whenever he, uh, this was this this was all after he locks Lisa in the house, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he jumps through like the glass patio door, but he also disappears at the same time while he jumps through it. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So I don't know this, that whole like back patio door reminded me of uh, Casey Becker's patio door in screen. <laughs> nice. It did actually. Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the last scene, mm-hmm. which I hated the fucking ending of this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? the fuck were those two dogs dude i bring it up later on (laughs) that fucking shit oh my god man they looked so bad they did they did i didn't even know what the fuck that was looking at i yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then the fucking rat that shows up yeah it's like what the fuck like they're going for these and the cat too i forget the cat oh the cat the cat ate the rat oh i thought that was a giant rat no well there's i thought like a a bigger rat ate the smaller rat no it was another it was a cat oh (laughs) dude it looks so bad i was like i like they're going for you know the creepy dream like uh freddy things yeah yeah but just did not fucking work for me. That rat looked like the rat monkey from uh, <laughs> Dead Alive. It did. It did. Awful. Just awful. Um. So yeah, Lisa is in at like the workplace where Freddie brought the kids. Yeah. And this was like we've talked about it multiple times, but trying to decipher what's a dream and what's real. Mm-hmm especially during this scene because like Lisa starts saying like, or before uh, Jesse said like, I love you, Lisa, I think. While and he was during, still Freddy. Yeah. And then during this scene, Lisa says like, I love you back. And you start to see his puncture wounds start to bleed where she stabbed him earlier. Yeah. And like his face, like his facial expression starts to get a little bit softer at this point too. Like he doesn't look as angry. Yeah. But he's still yeah. like Freddie still has like control over him, but it's almost and like Jesse's coming. Yeah. And Lisa like kisses him and says, Oh, you like he's losing grip on you. He's getting weaker. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden all the railings just fucking catch on fire. Yeah. And they're covered in this like goop, and it's like clear as day that the fucking just stunt coordinator just set all that on fire. <laughs> and then he catches on fire, and then he all like the fire starts to go out, and it's like, what the fuck, man? Hmm. And you see Freddy is burnt to a crisp, and they see his hand go up, and Lisa's like, oh shit. And that Jesse just emerges from like the skin of Freddy. Yeah, he's almost wearing like Freddy's body as a costume. And it's like, okay, so Freddy was inside Jesse, but really Jesse was inside Freddy. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's a dream? What's real? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I did not like it. <laughs> the one <laughs> thing I did like about this, like, sort of thing is like, Jet, like Jesse as Freddy will will say, um, mm-hmm. like he wasn't wearing a glove. Like it was just his hand with like the claws coming out of the tips of his fingers. Yeah, I like that too. So that was like the one thing that I that I thought was kind of cool about this. Uh, so basically they both survive and it's the next day they're getting on the bus and Jesse is it's like, Oh, like the bus driver is going too fast. And he's just like, what are you talking about? No, he's not. And he's like, no, the bus is going too fast. And then he says like, bus driver, stop, stop. And the bus driver stops, picks up. So and the bus driver like looked back on like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. And then they start going again, and then Carrie in the back gets stabbed through her chest from Freddy, mm-hmm. and then just goes off in the desert like the start of the movie. Yeah, and again, like, was this a dream or was this real life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, anything else you want to add in? I don't think so. All right, that's the way the blood splatters. Yeah. All right, man. I I'm very curious to know what your ratings are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's pretty fucking obvious. Pretty obvious. Uh, but yeah. Um I told you I had a hard time rating this, but as we were talking about it, yeah, like my initial score is just like kind of solidified. Okay. Uh, but I will let you go first. All right. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get flack for this episode anyway. So, whatever, man. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, for my story, I gave a two out of 10. Okay. Uh, it's as clear as day. That Wes Craven had nothing to do with this movie. Yep. Uh, the writing's terrible. Terrible. The story doesn't make any sense. It's so many plot holes in it. Like for a sequel of one of the greatest slasher movies ever made, in like everyone's opinion, mm-hmm. like this was a massive disappointment. Yeah. And I cannot even imagine like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, the writing's terrible. The The characters are non-existent. There's literally two characters, not including Freddy. And even Freddy isn't even in this movie that much. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's super disappointing, to be honest. And for quality, I was kind of generous, but I feel like I give a lower score than this. I'll give it a five out of ten. Okay. Um. Uh, even then, man, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with five out of ten. But honestly, probably more like a four. Um. I I still think it was a well-made movie, apart from the story. Like the special effects were still okay, mm-hmm. apart from the few at the very end, which were god awful. Um. You know, fuck, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the acting was terrible. Like, 
Jesse, I think Jesse did a good job. The main Patton, uh, Mark that, Patton, Mark Patton. Um, he did a good job. Robert England, even like, okay. I don't think he did a good job in this movie. Not, not as Robert England as an actor. I just think the way that he was written into this movie, yeah. I don't think helped Robert England at all. You want to hear the something? Rest, Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. You want to hear something crazy though? Sure. He almost wasn't in this movie. What? Because they wouldn't meet his demands and they actually casted somebody else. And after a few days of shooting, they were like, no, nah, like this isn't working out. Like we have to give him what he wants. Did he even get what he wanted? I think so. Like he signed on for it. So they obviously came to some sort of an agreement, whether they negotiated the contract or whether they just gave him whatever it was that he wanted. But yeah. So like, imagine how much more of a train wreck this would have been if he wasn't in it. Wow. Fuck. That's crazy. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the acting was not good. I thought Mark Patton did a good job. The rest of the actors just were non-existent. Lisa was her first movie. So there were some scenes where it was really noticeable that this was her first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think she did a terrible job for being her first movie, but it definitely showed. And like I just said, I think Robert Englund didn't, it wasn't really his fault, but I feel like his character was not that great. Uh-huh. Um, the special effects were good for the most part. There was a few at the end that I did not like. Um, I do like how they try to incorporate Freddy's like workplace yeah. where he brought the kids, but I feel like they could have done a better job of making it feel more like the same dream that Nancy was in from the first one. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, like the whole setting looks completely different. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't even notice really the soundtrack in this movie. Like, I don't know, maybe just because I was mad the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I did make point of the soundtrack. Like, it is good. Okay. Not as good as the first one, but it is good. But yeah. So <laughs> for my story, I gave it a 2 out of 10. And for quality, I'm going to go with a 4 out of 10. All right. All right, so for my story, I gave it a 3 out of 10. All right. Um, I, we've talked about our feelings of this movie throughout the whole fucking episode. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much more that I can say about it. Uh, I can mirror pretty much all your thoughts on it. Um, I've said it before. Like, I feel like this movie is just misplaced in the franchise because it's supposed to be like a direct sequel to the first one and it just it doesn't feel it feels like a standalone movie like this movie borderline feels like halloween 3 in the halloween franchise yeah i mean freddie is still there whereas in halloween 3 michael myers isn't there but i mean it just it doesn't feel like it fits right i feel like this movie should have been further down the line in the franchise where the movies started to get like a little bit crazy Mm -hmm. and like not really following any sort of timeline. They were just like sort of happening. Um, But I mean, I, I almost want to applaud it for having that homosexual undertone to it 
in an right. in an era where this was like sort of a faux pas in Hollywood and in movies and in mainstream media and shit like that. It's fucking stupid and I completely disagree with it, but that's just mm-hmm. the way it was back then. Um I would gladly applaud it if they didn't try and pass everything on to Mark Patton. Yeah. I feel like he got completely shit on and I disagree with it. And I hate the way that he got treated after this movie. So I don't want to give it too much recognition in that regard, but at the same time, like they kind of touched ground on something that wasn't really done in that period of time. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, The quality, I gave it a four to 10 as well as you. Um, I said the acting wasn't the greatest. I didn't like Freddy's look as much in this one. That's another thing that I wanted to mention too. Um, Sorry to cut you off real quick. Did you, I don't know if it was just me, but did you like think that Freddy's voice was different? He seemed a lot deeper in this one. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But uh, they got a different makeup director or a makeup artist for Freddy in this one. And he, all he had to go off of was like, obviously the first movie and like a few pictures and whatnot. So, I mean, he did the best that he could with what he was given, but Freddie doesn't look as good as he did in the first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, That one, like there's like a solid like 20 minutes where Freddie is just like super slimy and it's just weird. Yeah. Um, So I didn't really like that aspect of it. Uh, I said the score was good as it usually is with these movies. Um, the script and dialogue had me laughing at times at how bad it was, but there were some shining <laughs> moments throughout it. And like you mentioned before, like Mark Patton did a good job and he, for the most part is like those shining moments. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, like I didn't mind Grady as like that much either. Like, no, he, I just wish he had more like a part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mirrored your thoughts. Like a lot of the movie didn't make any sense from the entire plot to a lot of little things like the bird just randomly fucking exploding in midair and yeah. like just like all the little plot holes that you mentioned before too. Uh, I said there was uh, decent special effects. Some of them were like a little amateurish looking. Um, yeah. Even like, you mentioned like the animals at the end, but also whenever Freddie comes out of Jesse's body, like it's, it's like, it looks cool, but it's so, <laughs> so fake at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mark, Mark Patton is clearly like just a fucking whatever, like mannequin dummy sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, it, it looked pretty good. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Three to ten for the story, and four out of ten for quality. All right. Do you need to take your inhaler after that one? <laughs> <laughs> Just a sip of beer. Okay. Jeez, was it that long-winded? <laughs> all right. Uh, so you know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus, an intriguing subtext of repressed sexuality gives Freddy's Revenge some texture, but the nightmare loses its edge in a sequel that lacks convincing performances or memorable scares. 
Mm-hmm. And before we actually, we'll just we'll do this, but I'll talk about this afterwards. <clears throat> so, with that consensus, what do you think the critics scored it? I think the critics gave this a fifty-two percent. Mm. The critics gave it a forty-one percent. Ooh, wow. Okay. On twenty-nine ratings. Anyways, the audience scored it a 33% on 250,000 ratings. Ouch. Yeah. And there's one review here from one of the writers of Bloody Disgusting. Okay. Uh, There it is. So I want to read the full review. I'm not going to read it right right now, obviously. Uh, but I'm going to read the little excerpt here and I meant to bring it up while we were talking, but I forgot. Um, but it's a really cool, um, kind of take on, on the movie. So he gave it a fresh rating, Joe Lipset from bloody disgusting. Um, Freddie is a threat to Jesse's burgeoning queerness. He is a manifestation of Jesse's own internalized homophobia. So when sexual situations arise that might naturally encourage Jesse to consider his unorthodox for the 80s sexuality, Freddie pops out. Huh. Which kind of makes sense. Because uh. if you think about it, he kills the coach in the situation where they quite possibly could have some sort of thing going on in the shower. Yeah. Him and Grady have this friendship that's going on. They're alone in Grady's room together. Uh, Jesse could possibly be having thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Freddie comes out whenever Jesse is making out with Lisa. Yeah. So again, could be thoughts of like, fuck, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I feel like if that was a review that came out when this movie came out or like the early 90s, I can see, but like bloody, this review must be pretty recent, right? Uh, February 22nd, 2020. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's after the documentary has come out and everything about this movie in between Mark Patton has like arisen. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I can see that, definitely. Yeah. Like, but it, I think it's kind of a bit of a reach mm-hmm. because the screenwriter has pinned it all on Mark Patton. That's true. So, like, I, I can see where he's coming from, but yeah. I just think it's kind of a reach. Yeah. Um, there's also a review here from Trace Thurman from the Horror Queers podcast. Okay. Uh. So his review says the queer subtext is arguably the most interesting part of the film, but it's undone by a heteronormative and anticlimactic finale. Hmm. So again, like they have all throughout this movie, they have this queer subtext, but then in the end, Lisa and Mark fall in love and this undying love is what saves Mark in the end. Mm-hmm. So I think what, trace thurman here is trying to say like if if you're making a movie that's part of the lgbtq plus community just fucking have it as that yeah like don't try and spin it around at the end to turn it into 
a heterosexual love story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I feel like the screenwriters were just trying to save their asses at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, it's the 80s. We can't have this. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that those two reviews were kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, man. You ready for the scare rating? Yes, sir. Scare Scare section. section. Sorry. I'm reading (laughs) scare rating. Uh, okay, so what did you give this for a scare rating? So I gave it a 2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not scared at all. Was mostly mad during the whole movie. <laughs> uh, how there was a couple scenes that did make me cringe, so I will give it that. Mm-hmm. And for my scariest scene, it was whenever Jesse's hand turns in Grady's room. Yeah. Um, it gave me mad... Uh, green room vibes Ooh. with like the cut up arm yeah. and like the fucking knives coming out of his fingertips and his like nail getting all mangled was fucking disgusting. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and what I survive. So in this series so far, I would say no, because I didn't survive the first one. Yeah. But as this movie alone, I feel like I would because I would just be one of the guys hopping the fence at the uh, end of the movie. That's fair. Yeah, I'd be the guy stepping on the other guy's fucking head. <laughs> Every man for himself at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I gave the same scare rating as you, 2 out of 10. Uh, I didn't find this one overly scary at all. Uh, I think a big part of that is due to the confusion of like what's a dream and what's real life in this one. Yeah. Uh, There wasn't a lot of, there was more kills in this one, but I mean, a lot of them are so like, like they fire them all off like fucking crazy. There's fucking six of them that happen in with like within a minute. Yeah. Um, but uh like there's a lot less creativity in the kills in this one is like compared to the first movie so i just i i don't know i didn't find it very scary and like you said we we don't see freddy very often in this one as well and whenever we do he almost has the attitude of jesse like jesse fighting to come out of him so he's not uh the regular freddy krueger that we're used to uh, my scariest scene, I said the dogs with human faces that Lisa encounters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just because they're so terrible. And like they are like <laughs> they're fucking creepy looking. They are, but like they just look so ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And what I survive, I said I said no last week, and that hasn't changed. Yep, fair enough. I did really like the shot of the, my scary scene whenever the camera goes into Jesse's mouth mm-hmm. and you just see the fucking eyeball yeah. in there and like the coloring and everything look, about it look really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that. All right. So we'll go to the scare section extended edition. Tell you starting off with the kill count. This movie has 10 kills really that many possibly 12 but it's speculation 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is Coach Schneider. He gets slashed across the back with the finger knives at 36 minutes in. Ooh, timestamps. Yeah. This website was good that I found. Uh, so Grady dies. He's uh, the second death. He gets stabbed through the torso with the finger knives. And that was one hour in. And then three to eight were all pool partiers. Fuck. So one, many. one was slashed, two were boiled, one was burned, one was trampled, and one was stabbed. And actually, number nine is also one of the partiers, but he wasn't in the pool. He was the one that's like trying to negotiate with Freddy. Oh, yeah. And Freddy throws him into the fucking fire or uh, barbecue. <laughs> uh and then lastly was carrie right at the end and she was stabbed through the back mm-hmm. with the finger knives and the two that are up in the air possibly maybe is uh jesse and lisa at the end yeah and i guess whoever else would be on that bus i suppose because the bus was full yeah so, i mean i mean if carrie dies in the same dream then we can assume that everybody else does. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll say 12, but it only shows 10. Okay. So, a lot more kills in the first one, but uh, seven of them all happened within literally two minutes. <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, what was your favorite kill? So my favorite kill was actually the guy getting stomped on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was this fucking poor guy just trying to get up the fence and just everyone just fucking crush his neck. Mm -hmm. All right. I dig that. And uh, excuse me. What was your favorite weapon? These last two favorite kill and favorite weapon were so fucking hard to pick just because there was... I felt there's no good ones, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite weapon, I went with the hot pool. Dude, me too. Of, <laughs> did you? I did. That's fucking funny. <laughs> just because of like the sick-ass lines that a couple of the guys just like throw out. Like, <laughs> hey, turn down the heat in this pool <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then like after the initial time that it's like heated up, there's still people in the pool just swimming. And it's uh-huh. like, okay, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I thought I was being creative. (laughs) Me too. That's why I picked it. (laughs) All right. My favorite kill. Um, I said I really liked Freddy coming through Jesse's stomach, even though it's not really a kill. Uh, I just Mm -hmm. like that scene. Um, But like it could, I guess, somewhat be considered a kill. But uh, I also said Carrie's kill at the end where like Freddy fucking stabs his hand through her chest. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And my favorite weapon, I said the power of love. But then I said, just kidding. I'm going to bowling hot swimming pool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so cool. guess that's it. Uh, I got one question for it. It's kind of throw it out there. Okay. Um, kind of a what if scenario. Could Jesse be dead the whole time? Hmm. And it's Freddy controlling him. Hmm. That's interesting. 
I don't hate that idea. Me either. It's a possibility, but I mean, I feel like if they had a twist like that, they would have to put it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that idea. I don't know, because honestly, in this movie, anything can fucking happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got dogs with human faces. We have parakeets fucking exploding in midair. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like that idea. All right. Well, let's wrap this fucking movie up. Okay. So, yeah, um, next week we're going to be coming at you guys with part five and the final part of this month-long face-off between Freddy versus Jason. And what better movie could we cap it all off with other than Freddy versus Jason? Hell yeah. And, man, as I was typing out my notes, I was like, oh, dude, this is our last episode before we get to talk about Freddy versus Jason, and I'm so fucking excited me too because that movie like oh man it's such a fun movie it oh, it's, i i honestly haven't watched it in probably 12 to 15 years like yeah it's like it's so fucking batshit crazy and out there but it's oh man it's so fun yeah it's got it's got some actors i'm excited to uh talk about too. for sure and like our fucking extended uh, scare section is going to be off the charts because some of the yes. kills in that movie are nuts and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so listeners, keep your ears and eyes open for that one to come out next week. We are super yep. excited to talk about it. Yes, we are. And then after that, we're going back to our regular old shit. It's going to yeah. be weird, man. <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, it feels like we've been doing this for a really long time and it's only been four weeks now, but. I mean, that is a long time. But I guess, yeah. It is. Yeah. But yeah, so if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us anywhere that is considered social media, I guess, at the podcast on Elm Street. If you click the links in or click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find uh, separate links to our Patreon account where you can catch us talking about some Mortal Kombat movies and whatnot for now. Yeah. Uh there's yeah, there's some there's some cool episodes up there right now and there's going to be some more coming out soon. Uh there's also a link to our T Public account where we have some merch. Um we haven't sold any merch in a while. Disappointing. Wow. <laughs> so fucking fucking fans. Yeah. Some fans you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um we have some designs up there that uh we're pretty proud of and that we really enjoy. Uh, yeah. so make sure you guys check that out uh, we have a discord channel that we don't really frequent very often but uh, every once in a while we like to do a watch party on yep. there and we have a twitch account where I have been streaming uh, Outlast and once I finish that I'm going to stream Outlast 2 and oh, yeah. uh, Resident Evil The Village comes out next Friday so that's fucking exciting i'm probably gonna buy it and well i'm definitely gonna buy it but i'm probably gonna buy it next friday on release day (laughs) (laughs) nice um so i might start streaming that too uh or if you want to stream it i don't know i'm not gonna steal your thunder i haven't finished resident evil 7 so oh yeah i forgot you guys are playing that yes 
Oh, get on it, man. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys started that like last year. I know. We never play it together. That's I'm crazy. Not just, I'm not to finish it myself. So good. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I think I think I cleared everything. Anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you later uh, next week, guys. See you later.